Man, I still got that Steven Universe song stuck in my head. Yeah. I like that song. It's weird, though, because they don't play the whole song in the show. So it's one of those really? where fans will, like, remix it into a full-length song. Mm. Oh, man. So I got Star Wars. And there's a lot of debate over whether or not it's pay-to-win or if loot boxes are destroying the industry. And I realized that, really, I just want to pay $60 to hear TIE Fighter sound effects. TIE Fighter sound effects are great. The audio design in the Star Wars movies is so fucking good. And I wish I knew how they did some of that, because audio design is really hard. Man, you want to know how they do the laser sound effect? Like, for the the blasters of fire? Yeah. A suspension bridge. Oh, shit. The cords that are, like, suspending it. They'll hit it with, like, a metal pipe, and it makes a... That's fucking brilliant. It's brilliant, dude. The, the rule of sound design is to... to whatever you're making, the sound... What, the, like, like, if it's a sword hit, you gotta go bigger. Like, like, ten times bigger. You want all the sounds to be way bigger than what they actually are, because it just adds so much more. Yeah. It's really hard when you're looking around your room and like, what can I bang together to make a noise? Well, you know what's funny is uh, there's a Mega 64 skit where they do Mario Odyssey. And it's just him running around just like Mario and he throws his hat at people. So like he just hits him in the face with his Mario hat. Oh, nice. And what they did was they purposefully got like the softest, lightest hat possible. So it's like you don't even feel it when it hits you. There's a couple shots where he'll, sit, he'll hit somebody in the back and mm-hmm. they don't react at all. And what they did was they added sound effects. And they're like, well, this is funny, but we should even play up the sound effects more. Oh, so yeah. So it's like huge, like, thud and a bang. And one of them is actually like a car crash. <laughs> and they got so many people to write in and say how it's technically assault to throw hats at people. And you, you're like, you were, you were hitting those people so hard. Did you hear that? Oh, and my like, God. Yeah, we, we put sound effects on it. I, I miss listening to their podcast. I wish well, I, I had just, like uh, another hour in the week for podcast because like that was that would be the one I would bring back because I fucking love those guys. They're yeah, so I funny. just uh, I went up to Disneyland last weekend for game days where they have uh, their convention. Yeah, one of these days you and me got to go to that man. Oh yeah, dude. In fact, maybe that's an excuse for you to fly out. Yeah, like I know we, I know we we talked about doing that once like, a couple years ago, but it's like we really got to do it because I really want to go go visit you. Yeah, you should. I got so much beer. I like beer. Yeah. We don't have to do anything else. We honestly don't. We should play fucking play video games and drink beer. Dude. You can you can try VR. I got a VR headset. Okay. We can we can simulate what it's like to be in a bakery. <laughs> and you can really grab the pastries. Awesome. Oh man. But yeah, Mega 64 is good because they're filmmakers, and I appreciate that and practical effects. Yes. So, practical effects. Uh, You picked a really good subject for this week's Opinions Are Cheap, starring Cameron and Chad. Hi, everybody. I'm glad we're going to blame this one on me, even though it technically is my fault. <coughs> Shit, sorry. I don't know if I'm going to cut that out when I send the audio to you. I thought I think that was kind of funny. <laughs> Should I introduce the topic, or are you going to do introduce the topic? I was trying to give you an entry. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to talk about some goddamn colorful fucking ponies then, motherfuckers. Them pastel-colored horses that what do things about friendship because it's magic. I'll talk about My Little Pony, everybody. Oh, okay. yay! Yeah. Wait, can we talk about the ponies? Yay! Who's your favorite? So, that that varies from season to season. <laughs> Because that's no, 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 that's maybe the the worst thing I've heard you say about My Little Pony. How how is that the worst thing? Some of the characters are written really shittily in some seasons. It it means that you're you're officially paying that close enough attention that your opinion varies based on the context. Like you're you're on Star Trek nerd level of My Little Pony. I've only ever seen any episode one time. I don't like, like, like inhale this shit like a vape rig or something. No, no. If you, you know, if that's your answer, is that it varies by season? That means that you no. That means that you have hardcore tastes. 
and not just a casual appreciation and understanding that rarity is superior. No, I, I mean, my answer was going to be rarity. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, thank you. That's all I wanted. Right. Okay, technically, because the, the new the last two seasons introduced a new character named Starlight Glimmer. She's a, she's Pass. all fucking glim glam. She's great. Pass. I really like her. Yeah. Mer. So it's it's like her and then rarity. Um, but the, sometimes the writers get really lazy with rarity and it bothers me. They and I'm just like, she can't be do. my favorite. She's lazy. They, I feel like they don't do much with Rarity or Pinkie Pie. It's like, oh, no. those are the ones that have basic catchphrases that we'll leave on in the background. Mm-hmm. Applejack, too. Yeah, but I feel like Applejack gets a few more times to shine. Kinda? M- maybe, I don't know. Applejack needs a fucking hobby. What? She's working. She has a job. There's time to do other stuff. I work, I come home, I do other stuff. Okay, you don't work on a farm. I don't. She's it's... got a fucking family to help her. The, the, the bitch has options. They <laughs> they have very uh, tight schedules. Farm work is not easy. I, I'm pretty sure if she wanted to like take up a reading, she could find an hour a day to read a book and be like, oh man, this isn't about apples or family. It's about Harry Potter. Okay, but what about her, like, mentally challenged sister? Isn't she always, like, taking care of her? That takes up your free time. I don't know if Apple Bloom's mentally challenged. <laughs> I think all three of them are. Really? I I mean... Scootaloo's physically challenged. She can't fly. Okay, let's go ahead and just really get into it. Okay. My problem with the Cutie Mark Crusaders is that I feel like the initial pitch for the show about the main six characters is that they're they're kind of uh, that SpongeBob character where there's a certain amount of independence where they're living by themselves and they have to make their own decisions, but ultimately it's kind of like they're children so that they're relatable. I don't know about that. I do. At least, or I mean, I don't know what season you stopped watching. I feel like that's largely not the case anymore. With maybe like Rainbow Dash being the exception because she's lazy and stupid, maybe. I, but I mean, and and again, I think I stopped after the fourth season. Okay, so you missed a lot of you missed a lot of shit. And like, well, that's and and that's really, <laughs> I I fell off a lot earlier than you did. Yeah, but that's why. Because, like, like at this point, Rarity has like three boutiques throughout Canterlot. She's fucking rich as hell. She's like a really super famous. You know, a uh, seamstress and, and clothing designer. Okay, um, but still, she's she's got a job. But they but they also have to learn life lessons for the show to work, right? Yeah. So it's like there's a childlike quality where they have to be stupid enough to make bad decisions, and also like uh, not not naive, but um, kind of innocent enough to learn the lesson and actually reform. Within a half hour period. You know, maybe that's my problem with the newer season. Is that them doing that now doesn't make any sense. Because they've all basically achieved success. And so the idea that they don't know this basic fucking thing. Is just frustrating. Well, that's what I liked about uh, Twilight Sparkle. Is that she's so like smart and studious. But she's like asocial as can be. So it's plausible that she doesn't fully understand how to interact since she's, like, autistic. Right. But see, now she's teaching Starlight Glimmer the magic of friendship because she's learned all the lessons because she's the princess of friendship now. And that works because she's had, like, character growth and development. Right. But it's also made her kind of boring. Yeah. Which is why she's no longer my favorite character, which is why it depends on the season. I thought Rarity was your favorite because we agreed. Honestly, I kind of want to give it to Starlight Glimmer right now. I thought we agreed. I mean, we did. Rarity is pretty great. Yeah, she is. She's my favorite. The thing is, is Starlight Glimmer's the new character, and so she hasn't had time to develop, so she's still, like, really flawed. That's hot. And so they can actually do interesting things with her. (laughs) Oh, man. You know, we got into it really fast. We 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 did. We've talked about toys before. This is fucked up or not. Yeah. We no, have. it's this is a weird episode. I'm sorry everybody. Um we've talked about toys before. Do you own any ponies? I do not. I have a rarity on my shelf sitting at a table with Boba Fett. 
but I actually like canonical. I styled her hair to look like it does in the show because the dolls don't come that way. Uh huh. And I don't know why, but I'm just so proud of how perfect her hair looks. I, I recently got a Ripley from Alien. My my neighbor hooked me up. He's like, "Hey, I have two of these. You want one?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." Nice. And he's like, "Here you go." Well, there and you he go. Fixed my Predator toy that that broke because it fell off the shelf and its gun snapped off. He's a cool dude. Well, you know what? You should uh, you should take the Predator's head off and put Ripley's head on that. That'd and be ha- weird. I'm not gonna do that. It's and like have her nice stalking the aliens. Figures. <laughs> I got her standing next to Vasquez. It's fucking badass. So the point of my story is, ladies, I'm single. In fact, <laughs> hey, that's you know how be, to style hair. That's gonna be the theme of the episode. I'm single. Yeah, this might this might be one of our more worst single episodes, as far as talk goes. <laughs> is that? I just realized that might be the theme of every single episode we've done. Maybe we're recording this podcast because we don't have anywhere else to be on a Friday night. True. Oh, the the boy. difference between you and me is. I like being single because I am extra asocial, and it gives me an excuse to like learn how to death metal scream without being like, "Oh, you have you have better things to do." It's like, no, I don't, because I don't date anybody. I have nightmares. <laughs> That's funny, listeners, because I know the context of this. <laughs> yeah, that I wanted to be like a creepy inside joke, but I don't know where to take it. Oh, so speaking of nightmares. What's the worst time you had not watching My Little Pony, and how did you fix it by watching My Little Pony? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I actually want to actually answer that or not. Did you see the movie? No. Dude, the movie was great. Is it? I want yeah, to see the they, movie. They show it in a in a big building that I can't get in, and it's miles away from me, so it can't get me. Hey, what? <laughs> what are you fucking on about? <laughs> they, they lock up the movie in a in a big theater where it can't get to me. I'm oh, far away from it. That was what you're putting down. I didn't pick I, it up. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I just started drinking a little early tonight. I see. I just started, so I got to catch up. But all uh-huh. I have is beer, so I got to drink these really fast. The movie. Here's my problem with the trailer: is that I I was immediately put off by the animation because yeah. I'm used to cheap animation, and that's what mm-hmm. the characters are to me. Also, for Flash, like, MLP looks great, and so to be like, no, it's not Flash anymore, it's like, you're betraying your roots. You know what? I don't think it's Flash. I think it's Toon Zoom. It is, the new stuff is Toon Boom. The old Toon stuff Boom. is Flash. Yeah, it started Flash, didn't it? Yep. Okay. It's the same thing. Oh, boy. You know what? I <sighs> That new character, though, is cool, with the broken unicorn horn. Oh yeah, it's I can't so like her name. All the new characters are such like DeviantArt original characters. We <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't mind some of that. I, th- I, I like her. Well, I don't mind it, but I did go on that tangent about Sonic the Hedgehog last time. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> that was a that was a good time. I love that Sonic game that I hate so much. I was listening to a video game podcast, and, and like Jim Sterling was actually kind of talking it up, and he's like, it's terrible, but it's really fun in, a, in that kind of like ironic way. And it's like, maybe I want to make a Sonic Sona and save the world. So yeah. if I can get that game on like 10 bucks, I might actually buy it. You will. A, like in a year, Steam you'll sale. see it on like the Sonic ad. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So I want to circle back to Rarity for a sec, because I actually have something somewhat important to say. I mean, it's not important. Or insightful, or any... I don't even know how I'm going to say it. But I think the best thing about Rarity is that she comes off as, like, this vapid cunt. But she's really not. Like, her her whole shtick is fashion and, like, all this girly shit. But she's so... Um, I mean, the, the, her, her element is generosity, but, like, her, like, the way she looks at people and, like, approaches clothing is from a very artistic perspective. Like, she's making things that will make other people feel better about themselves. And so it's taking this shallow uh concept and making it not shallow which i think is why why she is is the best Uh, yeah that's it and and really i mean that's what makes all the characters strong is that they clearly have a talent but just being good at something doesn't make you a good person right and i mean really at least the way the show started 
it was so strong in terms of writing for kids show. Right. Um, these themes are difficult to, to get across even in like more mature, complicated stories. But somehow like this presentation is like a dumbed down metaphor of come on, just be a decent person. Mm -hmm. And every episode kind of ends with, come on, just come on. Do, Do you get it? In a way that I think kids could probably understand. And maybe it feels a little preachy, but it's like, it was fun along the way, so they put up with the preachiness at the end. Yeah, that's... I would say that's pretty accurate. I like uh, Ego Raptor's version of Rarity. Oh, from uh, the Hot Tickety Dog Demon? Yeah, where she's like really fat, and she has a bunch of like Mexican immigrants that are that are working in her sweatshop. sweatshop. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he just... <laughs> I love, like, Fluttershy walks up, so Rarity comes out and just, like, drapes, like, a roll of cloth over her face. And it's like, there, I I made you a dress so you won't look like such an unwashed tramp. <laughs> look at how generous I am. <laughs> I like Flim Flam Philosophy, the, the guy who did the mentally advanced abridge, his version of her, and that yes. she's just a fucking whore. <laughs> That's a good take, too. I... You know what? Maybe this is a good chance to talk about like the the fan art and community that came out of this children's show for little girls designed to get their parents to buy toys. Yeah. This is pretty remarkable what, what people ended up doing, and still do. And still do. I'm playing the MMO right now. How is that? It's, uh, I mean, it's clearly like an alpha of an MMO. But they have these neat elements where, like, you when you m- make your pony... Um, you can pick to be an Earth Pony or a Pegasus or a Unicorn, and you the racial be Mud get, Pony or a Pegasus or a Unicorn. Yeah, and the racials you get are actually good. Like the Unicorn, you just start off with a teleport spell. Oh, nice! And you can like shoot stuff. And if you're free? Pegasus, you can just fly around. Yeah, it's free. I should play this and write something about it and be really serious and then post it on N4G and then have everybody call me an asshole. You should. I mean, honestly, if you reach out to the creator, you'll get an interview. Um, it's super rough. I'm waiting for the season to assist. But it's also, like, they put a lot of work into it. Like, there's quests. I, I walked into, like, the center town, and there's a guy there that's like, hey, I'm selling muffins. Will you give out free samples and redirect them my way? And you can talk to townspeople that are hungry, and you get dialogue options, and it's very basic, but it's, like, just as engaging as WoW in a weird way. Sure. You I know, might have to check this out, you know, for academic reasons to, to write articles for Wheel of Nerdy. I kind of recommend it. I mean, I, I can't, uh, I got to the point where I can't progress anymore because I, I'm i supposed to go to the college and talk to a professor to, like, unlock my magic abilities, and I have no idea where the college is. So I've oh, just bummer. been, like, wandering around because there's no map. How has this not been seasoned assisted yet? I think uh, I think Hasbro has a weird hands-off approach to this stuff. Well, because that one uh, fighting game got fucked pretty hard after it was almost done. Yeah, but the fighting game was violent. Oh. And it was also, like, I don't know if you saw a video of it, but they capture the characters so well that it looks official. Yeah, that's and true. And this thing is very clearly a fan-made MMO. Okay. So I think there's like a legal gray area where they're just kind of letting them ride for a little bit and uh, see where it goes. That fighting game is fun, though, dude. Is it? It's so good. I played, uh, there was like an alpha that leaked. And I was so blown away with how, like, I picked it up and immediately I was doing these combos. And like Applejack has this cool throw where she she lassos the opponent and pulls them in close and bucks them and you jump up into the air and you buck them again in the air and slam them uh-huh, down. Buck them. And it's so, uh, I don't know, the animation was so tight and the controls were so good that at the time, I think like I was playing Street Fighter 4 and I stopped playing the game. Really? It's like, wow, they're not done making Street Fighter. I'm going to wait for this pony game. And the, I don't know. I remember when I was at the height of um that, that horrible disease known as bronyism, it was around season two. It just, I got into the music side of it. I was listening to quite a bit of the the fan music that was coming out, either remixes oh, yeah. of songs or just 
there's so much original stuff. I remember breaking bonds from like that balloon party thing, EP, LP, whatever it was. Like that song was so good, and that that dude that did the screams in it is really fucking good screamy voice. Good, I like I like him. Good, good on him. There's some like rap rock in there. Uh, that was a good song. I had like a I had a I had a, a mix of, of tunes at one point, like like ten or eleven songs. That was a little over an hour. I used to listen to that at work a lot because it went by really fast. So, you know, ponies got me through some shitty days at work. I want to talk about. You mentioned something. Um, but I want to talk about like the height of Bronyism. Okay. I think this is just after the third season, and it was like th- that was the turning point for me. This is about when I started to fall off. Um, it was still like it was good. I was enjoying it. I was enjoying the community, and uh, me and Richard actually went up to Anaheim for a pony convention. And I, I think I told this story about how I saw, like, I saw Max Gallardi and Ego Raptor and some other stuff. And it was a, it was a fun little show. But what was fun was just how nice everybody was. Oh, like, like, like the ICP concert I went to, all the Juggalos being super nice. Yeah, it's like something about like a feeling of community when you're all there for the same reason. It's just a nice feeling. And yeah. I, I remember we had this really funny experience where one of the booths, um, they were all in character as the Apple family. And they, like, Grandma was there dressed like Granny Smith. And she was acting like a cute, like, farm girl grandma. And it was just, it was so cute how this, uh, this whole family came out and they decorated their booth like a little farm stand. And they were selling cider. And it was just so... Uh, like sweet the attention to detail that they did there and me and Richard are walking around and we're kind of enjoying the show and at some point we're like you know we should go back and get some cider so we go to the booth and it's like okay we'll take two ciders and Applejack's there and she's like well sure thing and she goes around the corner and um and she's like digging under the thing for a while and then she looks really uh sorry and (laughs) she comes up from behind the table and says I'm sorry we don't have any left and sure as shit, we we look to the right, and there's those two. Um, uh, no shit, the Flim Flam Brothers. Yeah, they're cost. There's two people dressed like the Flim Flam Brothers. They're standing right there. That just they just overheard this, and they pointed and laughed at us. <laughs> <laughs> and and me and Richard are just like we start laughing because and and Applejack's like it's just like the show, and it was just it was this genuine moment that you could not have scripted out. It was just this like casual thing, but everyone there was just enjoying it. And it was like, that was the happiest I felt during the whole pony thing. And after that, the community started to get a little more like clicky and toxic and, you know, circle jerky. Sure. And online communities started to like sabotage each other. And there were a lot more like creepy, perverted stuff getting worse. And it's like, I just sort of fell off after that point. I know I've run into people before. You're just like, "Hey, have you heard of this show?" It's like, "Yeah, I hate the fan base, so I didn't experience the show." Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how much that affects you at all. Well, it's uh, I think you can enjoy something without being part of the fan base, right? Like Undertale, never mention Undertale in public because you don't know who's going to respond to you. <laughs> but it's a great, it's a it's a terrific game. Like I recommend everyone experience it. But like only play when your PlayStation's in offline mode, so no one knows you're playing it. Sure, um, I mean Rick and Morty's the big one right now, where like the fan base is toxic and thing. awful. And it's like, I mean, if you like the show, that doesn't mean you're part of the fan base, right? If you go to McDonald's and you jump on the counter and you're like kicking somebody in the face and yelling "I'm Pickle Rick," then that's why people don't want to talk to you, <laughs> and it's not really the show's fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of, I feel like the pony thing, it's not the first fan base to get super hyper autistic about it. No. But it's like a really great example of how, I don't know, how the internet works. Like a bunch of shut-ins that are asocial suddenly feel like they belong if they wave around a Nazi flag. So like, I I guess I'll be a Nazi too, because I feel like I'm in a family now. 
I've I've been pretty lucky when it comes to internet phantoms. Where I generally haven't run into like the worst of the worst. Well, let me oh. tell you about my Sonic fan fiction. <laughs> you did send that to me. I kept still haven't read it yet. I'm get. Oh, I'll get to it this week. Oh well, we should read it right now. We'll do it live. Oh man, I'm really bad at reading uh, out loud, as you know. <laughs> oh man, no. We can do it together because we're friends and friendship is magic. <laughs> hey, can friendship get another beer real quick? Oh, yeah. All right. I'll be right back. While you're getting that beer, I'm going to talk to myself. The year was 1989. S- something happened that year. I just know it. You ever seen a grown man naked? Oh boy. Sorry, Chad. I'm not going to edit this. You know I don't edit things. Okie dokie. Friendship has another Guinness. <laughs> you missed a great story. I did. Uh, I'll have to listen to the show then. It'll <laughs> be the first time. It will. <laughs> I mean, I'm part of it. Why would I listen to it? Oh man. I don't know where the cap to this rum went, so I just finished it off. Nice. Not a good move. That was a good sentence. Uh, I want to write a song about Ariel collecting amiibos. I would listen to that. And it's called, um, Look at My Collection, Isn't It Neat? Well, good night, everybody, and she goes to bed. You know, we could actually do that. I have FL Studio. I know how to use FL Studio pretty well. Can you, like, rip the... um? The the vocals out? Is there a karaoke version of Disney songs? I can guarantee there's a karaoke version of a Disney song that I could get. I don't know if I can rip the vocals out. Actually, I probably can. I just don't know how to do it. But I know that I would imagine the program could do it. We we could make your dream happen, writing <sighs> a, an Amiibo song to that aerial thing. Dreams have cut me in the past. Well, dreams are not always depression. They tend to be. Have you ever had good dreams? Um, sometimes. Oh. Define good. Um, I can recall three dreams. See, I dream a lot. So to me, a good dream is something that I wake up and I'm like, I should write that down because I can use that in a book or a video game or some kind of storytelling thing. And that happens enough like some of my books are based off of dreams or i i was writing the book and i had a dream and i was like i gotta put that in the book and those so those are good dreams even if they're like terrifying sometimes that's good productive dreams i'm not i'm not gonna talk about my dreams okay i'm not I me mean, i'm not gonna make you i want to i want to talk about rarity i want to choose my friend Rarity's pretty great. I, I I legitimately do want to talk about Starlight Glimmer if we're gonna continue on with the pony thing. <laughs> that sentence is great, dude. I oh man, I hate myself. Go ahead. I don't want to share this episode at all. <laughs> I, I like I really like this episode so far, but I'm also just fucking ten out of ten embarrassed that it exists. I you know what? I mean, I'll share my Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction. And, uh, yeah, but you're sharing it with me. That's like a private thing. You know, oh, I no, I will you. share it publicly, and out embarrass you. I mean, if you want to out embarrass me, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. I, uh, I'm going to play this hard game. To do. No, I mean, I have things that embarrass me that I don't tell anybody about because I don't like being embarrassed. Wait, where is that fanfic? Anyways, talk about uh, Sparkle Sunday or whatever. Glim Glam. So the cool thing about her is that we're looking at season six. This show's been running for over 100 episodes, and they introduced a new main character, which generally means your show is fucked. Like, remember when Brady Bunch did that with the Oliver motherfucker? I certainly don't because I don't remember the Brady Bunch that well. It's been a really long time since I've seen that show. But that was a bad thing they did. Bad waving my fucking finger so mlp does this 
And it's like a fucking great move for the show because Starlight Glimmer is a great character. They do really cool stuff with her. It's like the writers are just like, oh shit, we got someone new. Like, we can do whatever we want. There's not six seasons of continuity we have to follow. Does she have a catchphrase? No. Is she a unicorn? Yes. So she does she like do her magic wrong? Like she she wants to lift the books, but then she accidentally um like tips over the tower of books and then she like corrects her glasses and goes, Did I do that? No, she's not Steve Urkel. Um she largely what? Yeah, I, I know that know that fucking show. What? Steve Urkel. Um all of what is it, all in the family? No, it's not all in the family. That was that's has that Archie Bunker. I don't I don't remember things very well, Cameron. Anyways, so she largely uses she early on in season six, especially she tries to use magic to basically solve all of her problems, even the really simple ones, because she's really not good at socializing. So she's kind of like Twilight in that case. Oh um, no, she's like me. But it's just like like the idea of like she's friends with Trixie, which is awesome. Her her rapport with Trixie is great. Oh, no. And then like Trixie's pissing her off, and so instead of like being like, "Hey, you're bothering me." She's just like, well, I'll just take all my angry emotions and I'll magic them out into this jar. And then she won't bother me anymore. Oh, man. And then she gets, like, really fucking neurotic and obviously it's a really bad idea and there's the climax of the episode. I identify with Trixie a lot. With Trixie? Trixie's pretty great. She's a jerk, but it's like, oh, you know what? I get you, girl. Mm-hmm. I like oh, Trixie. Man. He's Trixie. Like, 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 like. You know, but like tricks. Tricks she, are for kids. She, she's a she's a good guy now, right? Kinda. I don't See, like Trixie is, anymore. No, no, no. She's Only like bad Starlight. girls, like rarity. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still kind of a cunt. Yay! Which is one of the things that works really well between her and and Glimmer is that they haven't like the show hasn't beaten the you're you're bad people out of them yet. So they still make mistakes. They still do stuff that is wrong, but it's the easy solution. They don't like revere Twilight as this god, and so the they're like the the two real human characters right now in the show, which is why they're great, which is why my favorite pony is dependent upon season. So season one, who's your favorite pony? I really liked Pinkie Pie in season one. Really, she was. I feel like her her fourth wall breaks were handled really well. She largely didn't seem to give a shit about what was going on around her because she was just so goddamn hyper neurotic about her cakes and, and sugar, and so she's like the funny character. But I, I feel like they they hit that um, the right tone with her not being annoying. They did, but I felt like she didn't actually bring anything. It's like it, she was at best a Deus Ex Machina solution at the end. Yeah, the thing and at is, worst, though, is, she was replaceable. And I feel like in later seasons, they actually kind of shine a little bit of light that she's like hyperactive about making sure everyone has a good time to a fault where like she's obsessive about other people being happy. And it gives her a little more characterization than just her enjoying candy. The thing is, though, is I was fine with her not being super important in the show because it's like I'm watching a kid show for little girls. So, like, the idea that there's this character that's sort of a little bit divorced from everything going on was like, oh, I kind of get her. She's the funny one, but she's not, like, the important one. It's that's sort of hard. I, really, I really like Spike for that reason, too, especially in the earlier season where he's so – he's got this dry sense of humor where he's just, like, making fun of what's going on around him. And it's like, <laughs> you're my you're my author stand-in right now, or you're my, you're I, my cipher. I always hated Spike until really? I watched those Hot Diggity Demon cartoons where – <laughs> like he's always just I mean he he's so far removed from what's going on. Like I, I, I love uh there's a scene where he's riding on Twilight's back while she gives like a bunch of exposition and then you hear Spike lighting up a bong and he just says something <laughs> like, Man, you are some crazy kind of talking horse <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch like, you know this what? so bad. So I, and funny. taking that version of him and then watching the regular show, it's like, oh, you know what? He kind of does that, just not in an explicit way. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's you like know, that it's, in the he's a good character. Flim Flams too. only he's got a Scottish accent. Who's that sexy Which dragon? Who? There's a new, like, sexy dragon. Oh, um, what is that bitch's name? 
I almost had it, and I left. I'm a really bad fan of the show. I saw some fan art of her, and it's like, well, that's a dumb original character. And then I saw, like, actual art of her, and it's like, oh, is that where the show's at now? Okay, we're going we're gonna to play a game. I'm going to go to DeviantArt.com and type in Sexy Pony Dragon and see what show comes up. <laughs> Listeners Sexy at home, play along. Sexy Pony Dragon, what do we got? Ah! We got we got Spike dressed as a Japanese maid. Yes. Um. Wow, there's like not that much porn. I'm a little disappointed. Wow. Good job, DeviantArt. You restrained yourself. I'm logged in, right? I am you know logged in. So the safe search is um, off. There's that sexy dragon in Pokemon now. Where is it's there? got these like hips. Have you seen that one? No. It's like oh, they des- they designed that Pokemon for DeviantArt. It's ridiculous. What's it called? Salazzle. I don't. I, I'm not even gonna pretend I know how to spell that. Yeah, you do. Salazzle. Salazzle. Oh, it's got two Z's. Bullpedia, take me. Oh, fuck. There's gonna be <laughs> so much porn of that. There. Oh, there is. There like, it's probably. Creepy. Oh, I bet. I. I. I bet I'm gonna go to DeviantArt and type in her name and see what happens. I miss this. This used to be a bit on 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 Comic Stash. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like a a really kind of seduced, seductive face. Like they did that on purpose. She has a seductive face, but also this hourglass figure that is completely unnecessary. It's once like again, the- I'm not really seeing a lot of. I'm seeing a. There's a fursuit of her. Oh, of course that was there quick. is. The, the mouth is, like, drawn on with a sharpie. It looks pretty good until you get to that part. It's like, oh, this is accurate. And it's like, oh, no, no. So they, they fucking phoned in the really important part. Way to go. Hey, I hate to be that guy, but can friendship go take a piss real quick? Dude, you're great tonight. I, I, the, the, the fucking beer, man. It, it's, it, it's a problem. So while you're doing that, I'll regale the listeners with another tale. Okay, I I trust you to not say anything rude or that would bother me or embarrass me. Fuck. (laughs) There once was a man from Nantucket. Nantucket? Mantucket? Is that a a real place? Nantucket? Let's Google that. There once was a man from... Nantucket. I'd, I've never looked up the rest of this rhyme. Let's look this. Um... Hmm. There was a young lady whose nose was so long that it reached her, to her toes. So she hired an old lady whose conduct was steady to carry that wonderful nose. That rhymes. There once was a man from Nantucket who kept all his cash in a bucket, but his daughter named Nan ran away with a man and asked for the bucket Nantucket. That's not so great. What's the big deal? Um, let me see. I'm going to type in My Little Pony. Uh, Wikipedia. My Little Pony first aired in 1982. After the relative lack of success of the My Pretty Pony toy line, Hasbro introduced six smaller and colorful versions of the toys in 1982, sold under the title My Little Pony. The toy line led to many more merchandise under the My Little Pony brand, which later became known as the Generation 1 or G1 of My Little Pony. The pony toys were followed Are you by reading Wikipedia? Ponies. Yeah. Why? Let me start over. My Little Pony was first no, released shut in up. 1982. No one wants to hear this. After the relative lack of success of the My Pretty Pony toy line, Hasbro introduced six smaller and colorful versions of the toy in 1982, sold under the name My Little Pony. There's really not that. Well, there's a there's a sculpture of Sazazzle. It's a shitty name for a Pokemon. It's cool though because it's uh I think it's uh fire and poison or some garbage. Oh, 
That's new. And it it blood its blood boils and it spits that. So it's based on those weird lizards that spit blood. Huh. Um, go, it's like way to go, Pokemon. It's a cool Pokemon, and then they make it look so like cringy, and it's like if someone has a Gardevoir on their team, it's like you start looking up their DeviantArt profile. So well, it's, it's like, look, I'm a Salazzle main. It's like, get out of here, furry. It's one of those, like, like Lucario's got just way too much porn of it to the point where I can't even play that character in Smash Brothers anymore without getting a heart on. That's a What's lie. What's the sexiest Pokemon? Well, Salazzle's pretty up there. <laughs> My favorite Pokemon is Trubbish. Way to go. Because he's a See, garbage no, I feel bag. Like a he's so cute. You gave, you gave the joke answer, and I gave a real answer, and now I look like the asshole. No, he's he's my favorite. I love him. Trubbish is stupid. No, he's my favorite. Your favorite is dumb. No, Her affinity has way more porn of Salazzle than DeviantArt. That's good. See, and that's yeah. the thing. I think you'll find Gardevoir on DeviantArt, and you'll find Salazzle on Fur Affinity. What is Gardevoir? Gardevoir is that one that's like a fairy, but it. It turns into like a woman. Oh. And and the lore is that it's very protective of its trainer. Kind of creepy it, looking. And it can also read its trainer's mind and just oh, wants to make its that. trainers happy. That's and then, gross. And then its mega evolution looks like a wedding dress. That is gross. Yeah. I like that one little bit. Yeah. Gardevoir. Look that up, kids. It's a Pokemon. Did you see that fucking thing where Pikachu talks? Yes. <laughs> That was what? fucked up. That was like one of the most fucked up things I've seen this year. And and Trump has been president for a while. Who, who was that for? I don't know. Like who needed to hear Pikachu talk? Also, DeviantArt has some fucked up stuff for Gardevoir. You were not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like how you doubted me. I, I was curious. Oh man, there's one where she's just like mega pregnant, and then there's one where she's on the cover of a Playboy. It's it's. Jesus okay. Christ, DeviantArt, we'll get your ha- shit together. Have you seen that uh, that Dominatrix Pokemon? Mm-mm. Look up Serena. How do I spell that? Because it just sounds like a name. T-S-A-R-E-E-N-A. I never would have guessed that, that the T-S-A is involved in Serena. <laughs> oh, you might. It's the fruit Pokemon. She's gross looking. I don't like this at all. She's got these, like, Dominatrix boots. And, like, her first move that she learns is Stomp. Oh my god. Like, do we need this? Do do we need this in a kid's game? I feel like Pokemon has... They've done... There's just too many now, and so they're just like, well, what's, what's something stupid? And someone's like, well, I like I like BDSM porn, and it's like, sold! <laughs> that's... Oh, man. I love that that's the creative process. Man, I, I mean, you know, I could design 150 Pokemon. They haven't done a hummingbird yet. Hummingbird, there's one. They haven't. No, it feels like that feels like a gap in the lexicon. Hey, here's an easy one. Hummingbird evolves a couple times. Okay, I just invented three new Pokemon. <laughs> it's it easy. is final evolution form. Its wings are jet engines. No, its wings are like invisible because it's flapping at like uh at such a high rate. And you don't have to draw them. There you go. You yeah. just you just made your life easier. <laughs> And you know what it does, though? Like, the first two are just pure flying, and then the final form is flying and psychic. And it's like, it's a hummingbird, but it also looks like Saturn. Like, there's like a magic ring about it. Okay. And then the needle nose. Yeah. There's your Pokemon. I, I, I'm i done with that. that Look funny. at how hard that was. Good job, Nintendo. <laughs> what are you paying me for? I could work at Nintendo. I would. I'd be horrible at it. I'd probably be doing data entry or paying bills or some horseshit. But I could work at Nintendo, dude. If I was a janitor at Nintendo, I wouldn't clean up anything unless I got a Mario hat. That's a J for janitor. That brown. seems fair. I agree. I, I, I'd support that. I would do that. I would sincerely. I would wear a hat that matches the uniform they make you wear, and they would not complain. Like, what are they gonna do? Uh, do not bring joy to the employees, please. You're a janitor. <laughs> um, I feel like at this point we're we're kind of are we off MLP? Are we going to circle back? Well, I had one more thing to talk about. Okay, let's 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 do that. I'm going to stop at these looking amiibos. at fucking. Aren't they neat? 
Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl who has all the amiibos? I'll work on that later. Yeah, we, we can still make this song. Oh, you know what? Let's do that later. So, um, you ever play Second Life? No. So if you like sexy Pokemon, <laughs> well, you I want to sell so well. you on Second Life. <laughs> but going back to that like third season where My Little Pony was still fun for me. Sure. There was this really cool community on Second Life where they created a whole like Ponyville. And people were making pony avatars that were cell shaded and stuff. And it was so weird. Like people faithfully recreated the towns and even like forests and, and there was a Cloudsdale. And it was just uh, like there would be a viewing party every Saturday. Somebody would stream it. So there's like a big theater and just a bunch of ponies are like, you know, running, you know, trotting along or whatever. Um, And they'd all take a seat. And it was just, it was kind of weird how genuine the community was. Like, we talked about toxic fan bases. There was something about it that felt like community and not a fan base. Sounds nice. Yeah, and then somebody started selling, like, sex beds that only worked on bondage ponies, and, like, the whole thing fell apart. Oh, sure, yeah. Second life. Second life. That happened. But for that brief moment... It was so beautiful. I made, like, a... Someone came out with a griffin. So I made a griffin original character that was, like, color-themed after a pigeon. And I gave her, like, a tomboy kind of a newspaper boy hat. And it's like, she's from the big city or something. And then people were really racist against me because I was a griffin and not a pony. Really? And I wasn't allowed in Ponyville at all. Oh, man. And it was like, you know what? That's why I have this tough exterior. And I would just walk around the forest and act grumpy about it. <laughs> and it was just, it was so much fun. Zakora. It wasn't annoying. It was actually, like, genuinely relaxing to just escape for a minute. I feel like entertainment is about escape, largely. I feel like, like with the Brony fan base and My Little Pony... Like it, it, it takes that to another level where it's so blatantly about escape because Equestria, at least the first couple seasons, is just this idyllic, nice little place where everybody is nice and the problems can be solved in 20 minutes and you learn a thing that's beneficial to your self well being. I it, love it, the so... world building. Yes. Like, I oh. love how the Pegasi are the only ones that can move clouds. Like, there's no weather patterns. It's like when it's time to rain. It's scheduled, and part of their job is that they rearrange the cloud formations. It's so cool. It's a it's a clever thing, or like uh like the seasons where they have a winter wrap up where they clean up all the snow because it's time for spring. Mm-hmm. It's such a cute way to make it fun and engaging. It's also like this like their their relationship then with nature is so, um, I don't know, symbiotic or whatever. Not well, parasitic. Yeah. That's the wrong word. No, the good it's, word. It, they, I mean, they're responsible. It's yeah. like they have a job, and it's not like when you grow up, you have to have a job because that's what adults do. It's like, well, yeah, we need to clean up the snow because otherwise the the flowers won't bloom for spring. And yeah. it's like, okay, no one here is going to argue that. Let's go ahead and clean up the snow. And so, for a child's logic, it's really easy to sell the idea of having a job. Because typically job is kind of one of those adult things that mom and dad do when they're not fighting. Right. <laughs> it took me a few seconds <laughs> to get that. I was surprised <laughs> you didn't laugh right away. I was like, oh, I didn't sell that right. I, no, it, oh man, it took me like a couple seconds to process that. That was great. Well, because I was going to go back to Rarity, her, her actually having a legitimate job between all of them that isn't like, you know play with animals or learn what friendship is for your god king celestia what is fluttershy's job i don't know in the in the latest season she opened an animal sanctuary which basically she turned her backyard into like a zoo does she does she have bills i I don't know because she takes care of all these animals she's like feeds them and shit but also animals eat food in the wild so she could be like i picked these berries for you so you didn't have to please love me I don't like Fluttershy. Oh, Richard's favorite is Fluttershy. He's Richard, you have shit taste in ponies. He's gonna unsubscribe, but we won't have any Patreons. 
We don't have any Patreons. No! Richard, don't unsubscribe. You, you, I, I, I respect it, Richard. We can get through this together. We can have differing op- opinions and still agree on stuff. Like how Fluttershy is awful. Uh, I... She was okay, I think, in season four. I like that they made Discord an okay character that's still complicated. Her relationship with Discord is awesome. They sell that really well, and Discord is great. It is. I love it. It's good. I love when they showed up dressed like the suits in Jum and Dumber. Yeah. There's so many good little references in MLP, too. Oh, man. (laughs) I just... I love when he first showed up. Like, he's in Q's throne. Mm-hmm. Like they were deliberate about his like teleport effect is from Star Trek. There's um a, a recent episode, I think it's season seven, where um Discord is having Fluttershy over to his house for tea, and he realizes that his house is a chaotic fucking mess because he's the god of chaos, mm-hmm. and so he starts making it less chaotic, and it starts like fucking with his powers and killing him, and so That's when cool. Fluttershy gets there, she's like, "Dude, what the fuck." You're supposed to be chaos. This is bad for you. And so she starts messing his house up and like stapling things to the ceiling to be like, there, now it's chaotic. I hope you don't die. Uh, it see, is they, a really good episode. I think I think Discord makes Fluttershy a better character. He really does. Um, because I well, I loved the episode where like Discord was this interesting villain that they introduced because the whole theme that they sell is like uh friendship is magic and there's elements of harmony. And so introducing an element of discord, it's like, it wasn't just, uh, oh, it's, this is difficult. We're going to have to have friendship to get over it. It was like shaking the reality of the universe. Yeah. And it was kind of neat the way that they, they're able to defeat him and seal him away. But it's like, he's just going to come back again. So the idea of, look, we have to kind of reform him to deal with this. And so when he was like assigned to Fluttershy... And she had to just be patient with him. That was actually a really smart episode that I was prepared to hate. Yeah, I was too. I was like, they're going to reform Discord. That's fucked. And it's like, eh, he's not really reformed for one thing. He's still a bit of a douche. But it's like but a contained he, fire. Yeah, and, and, and his his interaction with everybody is generally really, really strong. Yeah. There's and an episode where... <laughs> they don't taint his character. No. But also, it's not like he destroys everything. They yeah. found this healthy balance to retain both, and it's like, okay, wow, I didn't think they could do that. There's a, I think it's the season six finale. It's him, Starlight, and Trixie are like up against a bunch of changelings, and he's like lost his magic powers, and and the three of them together being like the pseudo villains that are good guys now works really well. So they they do really good stuff with Discord yet. I'm glad. What was what's that one character that like traveled from the future? And they're all they're all white. Um and it's like, "Hey, that's the Iblis trigger and I have to stop him." And so he like banished Twilight to the future and then so she had to get back. That was I think the season 5 finale and that was Starlight Glimmer. No, you know what? I'm thinking of Sonic the Hedgehog again. Oh, okay. Fair I, mistake. You know what we should do next week? Let's take huh. a live, like, online autism test together. Because <laughs> we might need, like, some self-awareness. Okay, I legit... I'm gonna be that dude and be like, okay, you really shouldn't use autism that way because it's kind of mean to people with autism <laughs> you know i'm gonna be like the the, the the little bit of political correctness here is uh, you probably shouldn't do that at the same time i would i would take one of those tests with you on a podcast i think that'd be really funny <laughs> <laughs> like, like i could see it i was like this episode's about lying little pony the next episode this episode's about autism <laughs> and that that uh continuation <laughs> i yeah i mean i can- I keep going back there, and I know I shouldn't, but at the same time, some of the things we're saying are, like, a little... Suspect. Well, it's it's like, I think you and me are pretty smart guys. We're also single, 
We're not looking for relationships. We're asocial. And we have toys. We have toys. (laughs) We're we're talking for an hour about My Little Pony. And Pokemon porn. (laughs) And and things. (laughs) Oh, man. This is fucking silence as we contemplate our own existence. (sighs) I'm playing with a knife. Man, I want to go to the bathroom, too. Okay, you can go to the bathroom. We're almost I, done, though. I don't want to... you going to go to the bathroom? No. I'm looking for... I'm looking for song lyrics again. For the Ariel thing? No, a different song. Okay. Wasn't sure. I Shoot, what the... Why isn't the whole thing there? It's just, it's just half the song. Click more. I did. Oh, I don't know then. Um. <laughs> okay, there it is. Okay, what are we at now? Oh, wow, we actually have been talking for an hour. Yeah, yeah, we're almost well, done. Well, shoot, do you want to wrap things up? We can wrap things up. Because I will read my up. Sonic fanfiction for my Glad Space. <laughs> Your Sonic fanfiction is a couple pages long, dude. It's Well, no, it's like an outline. It's still a couple. It's like three pages, isn't it? I don't care. I promise to be embarrassing, and I have to cut out all your bathroom breaks, so. I thought you were talking. Yeah. <laughs> you should listen. You've missed you... out on me go- on me reading Wikipedia entries. Yeah, you should probably cut that. So, do you have a glad space? I have a glad space. I have a really stupid glad space. But, um, I found this out last week. No, two weeks ago. I was, at, I was at the grocery store, and I was buying uh, lettuce. I was going to have salad for lunch at work. And I was like, I'm going to make a chicken salad. But I really don't want to fucking cook some chicken because I'm lazy as shit. My, my, uh, my grocery store's got a wing bar for, like, Sundays where you go have you know, watch the sports and eat chicken wings. So what I did was I bought a bunch of chicken wings, boneless ones, and then I was like, I'm going to use these in, for my chicken salad. And it was awesome. I have to fucking cook them. I cut them up. I cut them up a little bite-sized bits. I threw them in the salad. I had, I had myself a chicken salad. I had to fucking make any chicken. It, it was already had seasoning on it. Okay, that's really that funny. Because that's the thing that we do. Now we we call that the lazy chicken Sunday. It's great. We usually do those on Sundays when we don't feel like cooking on the weekend. It is fucking, great. Fucking I second glad that. about my goddamn wing bar. I'm going to do that again this week. It's going to be awesome. That's a no. That's a good glad space. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. For my glad space, I want to talk about how I went to college. You did too. I did. And I did. You ever have like that one professor that really spoke to you? Kinda. I had Whoop one. You. How? Keep um, going. He he gave me he gave me some good advice and like you know it, it, the the class was good. Um, but what I really took out of it was life lessons that were like more than what the curriculum was really about. Okay. And I got in the habit of about like once a week, even to still, you know, to this day, um, I take out a good old quill and I write a letter, uh, about what I learned about friendship. Okay. Uh, So I want to share my letter with all our listeners today. You're going to read some Sonic fanfiction, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get that going. Where is that? You sent it to me, so just scroll up on Facebook chat. Here it is. Okay. Uh, so there's two There's two like main characters to the story. Okay. There's Marble the Chinchilla. Great name for a chinchilla. Yeah. She's, uh, she's 23. A bright young scientist with a passion for robotics. It was her dream once to develop artificial limbs for people unfortunate enough to lose one to injury or something. And then there's Saint the Hedgehog. He's 16, and after dropping out of forest school at an early age, he has since found joy in more practical activities, including mercenary work and treasure hunting. <laughs> Often employed by Marble to hunt down relics that she needs for her research. Ooh, I bumped my mic. Okay, chapter one. 
In Marvel oh Studies, she discovered <laughs> she discovered these powerful gems spoken of in legend, known only as the Infinity Shards. Harnessing the power of one allowed her access to not only new levels of technological breakthroughs, but also amazing discoveries she never once dreamed of. One of which was opening channels through which she could speak with people hey, from other there. dimensions. I like yep. how chapter one opens, she discovered gems only known to legend. Like, you're just like, yeah, that's a fucking normal thing in her life. She just discovers gems known to legend. Fuck it, well, let's keep going. There's a lot to cover. Chapter one has to cover a lot of exposition and world building. Because that, not in well, this story, like fiction. this story barely takes place in her dimension anyways. Like, I have to cover her dimension and they get out of it by, like, chapter four. Oh my god. While gathering more of the seven infinity shards, she met a fellow researcher who was using similar gem technology from his dimension. The two shared a passion for robotics and shared notes. The young man through the portal, Dr. Ivan Kintober, explained that in his dimension there are seven chaos emeralds that seem to work very similarly to the infinity shards. The pair, hungry for progress, exchanged notes on robotics. It was Marble's theory that animal energy could be used to power machines, and if harnessed in small scales, would help such limbs function in a natural way. Hashtag foreshadowing. Yeah, Kintober saw greater potential for this theory. Okay, this skips ahead to chapter three. <laughs> um, <laughs> after months passed, Marble got obsessed in her work. Saint had gathered six of the seven shards and spent most of his time working as an assistant in Marble's lab. See figure five. Um, okay, figure five <laughs> is actually an early stage animatic for a feature length uh, musical number. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna sing an excerpt from this number. She glanced this way, I thought I saw. And when we touched, she didn't shudder at my paw. No, it can't be. I'll just ignore. But then she's never looked at me that way before. Like I know this song. That's from Beauty and the Beast. Okay, I didn't know it then. The seventh shard was finally detected. Marble and Saint set out to track it down, only to discover that it was in the hands of a shadowy creature. The being was pure black, devoid of light in any natural way, and it was very spooky. <laughs> it opened a, a magical portal that the pair pursued it into, falling into an endless void. The six infinity shards in their possession guided them through the darkness until they landed in an unfamiliar desert. So it wasn't endless, there was an end to it, it was the desert. Yes. Okay. Looking for answers, they found the city of Agrabah. Mistaken for members of a secret league of assassins, Marble and Saint fled through the dusty streets of a poverty-stricken orphans before being rescued by a red echidna. Knuckles showed the pair the Freedom Fighters' secret hideout and explained that after a misunderstanding and a devious play, Knuckles himself was tricked into murdering Princess Jasmine in her sleep. God, Knuckles is dumb. Now, with all of Agrabah hunting them, it was time to leave. Knuckles uh, held out a chaos emerald, using it to open a portal through space and time. This jumps. Do you think he pronounces his own name, Knuckles? He might. Uh, chapter seven. He's stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, chapter 7. On the other side of the portal, he introduced the pair to freedom fighters. This shouldn't be chapter 7. <laughs> uh, currently led by generals Donald Dunk and Hake, Hank Hill. Uh, where am I? We, we need a better introduction for fucking Hank Hill than just currently le led by. What's because I tell six. you what. <laughs> you know what? No, oh, that's why it's chapter 7. There's, there's other perspectives. This is just an outline of what Saint and Marble see. Oh, good. Uh, Marble questioned who was the devil that tricked him and how he got his hands on a Chaos Emerald. So Knuckles explained the rules of his home dimension. The Emerald was stolen by Dr. Robotnik, who had enslaved Mobius by turning the animal population into robots. As the story unraveled, Marvel quickly... Uh, no, Marble quickly realized the patterns of her own research and Dr. Robotnik's and started to piece things together. Chapter 13. Meanwhile, in investigating the magical realm they now hid in, Saint was approached by a shadowy whisper. When he closed his eyes, the darkness inside him almost began to draw back like a curtain, and he could see the Prince of Agrabah being approached by a suspicious sorceress. Uh, the woman corrupting and manipulating Aladdin's mind in his emotional state. Oh, right, we've got Aladdin going now, okay. Oh yeah, because Jasmine got murdered in her sleep. Oh. Um, so he's upset that she died. 
Sure. I mean, as you do. And now Maleficent is offering him great power to hunt down the Freedom Fighters. Is it Maleficent and a different one? See figure 27. <laughs> um, if you click on that link, you'll actually see a picture. I have a Maleficent and a Aladdin Amiibos that are like next to each other in front of Green Fire. This checks out. <laughs> Sora had warned Saint about the dangers of tapping into the darkness, but he cared not for such things. Instead, throwing caution to the wind, he embraced it for more answers. Nightcrawler from X-Men was also there. To be <laughs> I like I like this. It's I, I you really need to I need a I need a, a an actual version of it though. This outline I feel like is skipping some important plot points. I also sent you my first draft of chapter one. Yeah, I gotta scroll up and find this shit. Um, it's I not. It. I don't. I think I'm gonna rewrite it because I like this outline a little more than when I first wrote that other thing. Okay. Jesus, fuck, we talk a lot. Why did I record any of this? I have no idea. This is your goddamn glad space, dude. My but to be fair, pony. I'm pretty glad about this. My oh, you know what? Wait, what's your favorite pony song? Smile, smile, smile. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Good night, everybody. We can stop there. That was a good thing. Good night, everybody. Love you. Not really. Maybe a little. I don't know. If I do, it's not in a weird way. <laughs> Friendship is magic. Stop being mean.